I didn't even count us down. Welcome, everybody, to the stream. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Respawn, please, the video game podcast. With two dumb villains come together to talk about things, video games. I normally count us down, uh-huh. but I didn't do it this time. I just said, yeah. hey, L, are you ready to go? He said and yes. And I said, okay, let's go. <laughs> Punch <laughs> didn't in. Count us down. Yeah. <laughs> so with me, as always, for the Respawn, please, podcast is L. L, how's it going? <laughs> it's going good. It's going good. You know, hey, I'm happy it's the weekend having a blast and yeah. uh enjoying myself awesome awesome we didn't stream yesterday because yeah. al was a poop face yep. and i don't know if this is true i'm just making things up <laughs> <laughs> to be fair when uh when you the part of the reason why it's like you had texted me yesterday uh-huh. saying hey can we push the time back i said that's fine i took a nap and then oh. i woke up and then i woke up and i was like i don't really want to do the stream tonight because <laughs> i woke up like super groggy and i was like well can we just do this tomorrow because i don't <laughs> do that's it. so funny i didn't say that in text but yeah i just woke yeah. up from a nap so oh that makes <laughs> I was sense in a groggy, i was in a groggy mess and so i just wanted to wake up and then i played that's diablo so after, funny. That, after i woke up <laughs> ah which, it makes sense which is one of the things we're going to talk about today but before we get into all the stuff that we have because we have a bunch of reviews to look at from street mm-hmm. fighter to diablo to a little game that I forgot was coming out. System Shock. Um, uh-huh. Anyways. Uh, also recently came out. Um, anyways. Nice. We also have information about the next MetaQuest. And some interesting stats from Star Wars Jedi Survivor. But before we get into all that. What you been playing this week, Al? So this week it's been a little bit of everything. I've actually had a lot of time to play games. And I've been, you know, kind of just like playing a bunch. So... To start off, of course, playing occasionally, not as much anymore, um, Overwatch 2, just because I've been so busy in other Ooh, games. Oh, <laughs> you suck. <laughs> so, Overwatch 2, um, playing the original Resident Evil 4, not the remake, um, because it was like five bucks on Switch, and I've been I've been enjoying it. Um, I'm not like just super like amazed by it, but you know, I could kind of see why people really love that uh, one out of all the Resident Evils, but anyway um playing slay the spire playing fall guys and a little bit of grand theft auto vice city remastered and then mm-hmm. last but not least yesterday me and my partner started playing it takes two and we've oh, been having a blast with that we nice. we were we were laughing like because of course i'm the gamer and like she used to game back in the day not as much anymore because she yeah. kind of got away from it but yesterday it's so funny like uh there'd be like if you have you played it takes two i've not no i've okay i've watched people play it but it's it's a co-op game right you can't really yeah, play a, it by yourself so yeah so it's a co-op game and play with. it's 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 so funny because so we were playing it and there are parts where you kind of have to like climb and swing and grind yeah. on certain things and like i'm just like tapping like okay cool here goes this is and she's like <laughs> she's just like struggling. panicking <laughs> and struggling yeah. and panicking and i'm just like kind of like sitting waiting for her and then i'm looking at her screen i'm like okay this is what you got to do do this do that do that and so yeah. we've been having a blast we played it for like two three hours straight yesterday we were playing so nice. much and so uh we'll probably I think we're almost halfway through. So I know she said she wants to play more because she loved it. So awesome. That's awesome. Glad you were able to do that. I know. Me too. Do you have any other games like that that y'all play together? Or is this like the first big one? No, um, we played uh, the Overcooked series. We played that. We love that series because she um, the way that she says it is I'm good at giving instructions. And so like Mm -hmm. we'll be in the kitchen when we play it. And I'll be like, okay, this is what I need. I need a shrimp. I need rice. I need this. And where I'm just basically like a line cook giving her like the order, like, all right, chop yeah. this, do this, do that, clean the plate, such and such. And I'm also like simultaneously helping. And she's just like, and it's like a lot of fun because she, yeah, because she doesn't do well with a lot of like so many things going on. But because I can kind of guide her verbally and just show her and be like, this is how you do this, she has like a blast with it. So. And she didn't want to murder you by the end of it. No, I know she that did game not. like makes people want to murder each other. <laughs> no, yeah, no. We we had a blast because we got pretty far. We haven't beaten it, yeah. but like, there's like certain levels that like, man, you just have to be like on time with everything and like not make any mistakes. And so it gets yeah. more and more difficult. We I think we hit a wall and we were like, eh, we'll put it down and we'll come back to it one day. So yeah, well, hopefully I'll come back to it. Are you gonna? So this was just Overcook One, not Two. 
Uh, we played both. Overcooked one. We didn't finish either of them. <laughs> <laughs> you just jumped around. Did yeah, you do we the DLC around. too? Because there's DLC. I think for both of them actually, they both have DLC. I think. I don't know if that's true I, or not. Yeah, I don't think we've but. done the DLC. I know. I just have like the 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 original games, not the DLC yep. for them or anything. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, i I've you know I I've been playing Stellaris. I told you about this on oh, yeah, Wednesday, yeah. Wednesday during our gameplay stream stuff. Just got re-addicted to it. I just it's a game that I can kind of just put on, walk away from, and let it do its own thing, and then I'll come back and check every now and then, see what's going <laughs> on, making sure my empire is not falling apart. Um, the only time I really like sit down, buckle down, and just stare at it is if like a war breaks out, and then I just sit there and monitor the war and make sure that <laughs> things aren't going into too much chaos. Um, yeah. So and then yeah, I, I the, it's usually the beginning of the game I'm really focused in because it's the exploration part which I love. And mm -hmm. then once empires start like running into each other, it kind of like stalls out and you just sit there and watch um, and try to develop your technology faster than the other empires. Occasionally wars break out. And then, yeah, it's. It's a lot of fun. I'm addicted to this game. It's a simulation <laughs> game. Please leave me alone. <laughs> it's, it's more than a simulation. It's a it's a grand strategy game on a galactic ah. scale. Where it's a whole galaxy. And yeah, my uh, my empire right now thriving. We are we are thriving beyond belief. I have the strongest military right now. And wow! I'm gonna wipe out the galaxy. I think <laughs> I already wiped out one empire. Probably gonna do another one. Oh boy! Listen, you're getting in my way. Okay, That's I so need funny. some resources. I'm running out of resources. I need <laughs> more resources. Just like in real life. That's why countries go to war. That's why my empire oh my is going God. to war. I need resources, <laughs> and no one is being kind enough to just give them to me. So I have to take it by force. Damn it. That's so funny. That's hilarious. And am I committing genocide in the process? Maybe. <laughs> but you know what? I don't like disgusting aliens in my empire. <laughs> oh, my God. Jeez. <laughs> so, and then I have a... I also... I, I told you this. I have two playthroughs. Yeah. I have my, my crazy dictator playthrough that I have my pacifist playthrough that's just like... I'm turtle... I'm what's called turtling where I'm just building up my defenses and then just yeah. letting my people thrive. People want to come into my empire? Come on in. Come on. I'll take all the refugees. Get in on my. We have plenty of we have plenty of room. So I'm doing two oh my God. That's uh, so the, funny. The, I will say the pacifist one is the boring one because you kind of just sit there and wait for things to happen. Whereas my crazy dictator thing, I'm making wars happen. I'm purposely declaring war against people. But yeah. <laughs> um, nice. But I've been playing Stellaris and then a little game. A little okay. tiny game. A wee tiny game. Just a Nobody, tiny not game. Not too many people probably, know about it. Yeah, probably, you know, it's a, it's a big indie <laughs> game, or a small indie game, I should say. Uh, it's called Diablo 4. Um, you yeah. know, <laughs> released in early access on, on um, well, it's uh, early release, I guess it's what it's, yeah. I don't know, what are they calling it? Pre-release? Yeah, I think it's early release or um, yeah. early access to it. Yeah. Uh, just by a couple of days, uh, came mm -hmm. out, uh, it started at 6 p.m. U.S. Central Time uh, on uh, Thursday, and basically that's all I've been doing. Um, I was <laughs> telling you before we started the stream that I've just been playing, playing it. I've been streaming it a lot. Um, I was showing you off. I was showing you my characters right before this, <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm just playing it. I love Diablo. I love Diablo so freaking much, and we're going to talk about it, but we're not going to talk about it right now. Instead, we're going to turn our gears towards another game that came out this week. Another game. Getting a little bit better reviews. Uh, um, getting a little bit better reviews. Just by and couple. This is where we're going to start our review roundup. We're going nice. to start with Street Fighter 6. Street Fighter 6 is currently sitting at a 92 uh, on uh, Open Critic. I'm sorry, my brain went broke there. Went <laughs> dead. It just like broke. I was like, what, what, what am I looking at? Open Critic. But Street Fighter 6, <laughs> it has a 92 on Open Critic. Um, does this score surprise you? Do the glowing reviews surprise you at all? Like, we'll get into two specific reviews, but like, just off the bat, are you surprised by the response to Street Fighter Six? You know, um, I am a little bit surprised just because, um, like, Street Fighter doesn't ever seem like a game that just kind of like wows the, over the recent years, um, or yeah. just you know, just the last uh, iterations of it. Um, but leading up to it, just everything that they were showing off kind of felt like it was going to be something special, kind of like a landmark of, uh, of the series of like, mm -hmm. oh, this is really going to get good, you know? And so just with like the new characters, what they were teasing with the open world um, mm -hmm. online and, you know, just being able the things that you could do and just 
uh, introducing these new characters for like the game, I was like, oh, okay, maybe this might be something big. But overall, I am a little bit surprised as to like, because I know this is very much a beloved game in the, um, uh, what is it, the, that big tourney where like that tournament Evo. where a lot of... Evo, yeah, Evo. Yeah. And so yeah. Evo, like I know people love it there as well as like Tekken and a bunch of other fighting games and stuff like that. Yeah. And so I, I knew that regardless of how it came out, even if it wasn't just like amazing, people were still going to be like, okay, we love it. Cool. Next iteration and just keep it moving. But this one seems to like struck a chord with everyone. Just as yeah. like how cool it is and just the world and everything about it. Yeah, I, I agree. Like it kind of, I was expecting like, I was expecting good reviews. I was expecting like yeah. eights, 8.5s. Like I wasn't expecting it to <laughs> seeing it get 10 out of 10s and stuff like that. I'm like, wow. Okay. There is something special here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was uh, it, like visually, I thought it looked incredible. Like, oh, just yeah. like all the trailers and everything. I was like, this looks freaking awesome. And like watching streamers play it these last few days, I'm just like, yeah, this looks awesome. I'm still Eve. I'm still not interested in playing it. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> no. Like, yeah, like, definitely. This looks awesome. I'm so glad people are having so much freaking fun with it. Um, but like it's a fighting game and like I know I'm like even people are just like, oh, the the modern the modern controls that they have now. Um, and I think one of the re reviews mentioned that, that we're going to talk about here in a second mm -hmm. uh, mentions it. But the modern controls make it easy for new players of uh fighting games to come in i'm like i'm still not interested i don't care <laughs> like it's like yeah modernize it and make it easy all you want it's still not going to be anyways but i'm so glad this is getting like hype reviews though because like oh, yeah. it looks visually incredible and like by all accounts by all the reviews this seems like a great fun game so yeah. let's dive into our first review which is from ign uh ign's mitchell saltzman gave it a nine out of ten saying street fighter games are always benchmark moments for the 2d fighting game genre but street fighter 6 feels extra special the drive system is an incredible addition to the fighting mechanics that gives you a variable veritable swiss army knife of options in meter management decisions right from the start of every single round the starting roster is the best street fighter has ever seen its online netcode through three betas has been impeccable so far and the number of small smaller details that it nails right out of the gate is unprecedented it is so good that even the poor story and extremely slow progression <laughs> of the single player world tour amounts to only a jab's worth of damage on a metaphorical health bar. Whether you're completely new to fighting games or, or are a seasoned vet, Street Fighter VI is a must play. And then over on GameSpot, Jason Finelli gave it a 9 out of 10, saying Street Fighter VI learns, its, it learns an, immediate le an immediate lesson from the content bear release of its predecessor as it offers a variety of significant features and modes right out of the gate. It is, it is a robust fighting game that is of a premier quality. Street Fighter VI is incredible, a return to form for the franchise that welcomes both new, play, uh, new fighters and seasoned pros. Um, so one of the things I want to highlight and one of the reasons why I'm also not interested really into mm -hmm. getting into Street Fighter is the fact that there's a poor story. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that goes like, I'm not surprised yeah. by hearing that. Like, I think that's also just a common thread through all of the the um reviews is that the story isn't that great uh the single player stuff is fun playing but it's more mm -hmm. like you're just running around fighting rather than yeah doing anything of worth you know <laughs> so oh, yeah um it, it really and like it makes sense like the real highlight is the like online play going online playing with people oh, yeah. doing all of that stuff and that makes sense because that's kind of how a street fighter that's how i always pictured street fighter to begin with like street yeah. fighter tekken were always the games that were like, oh, these are like serious. We're going to fight, fight, fight competition yeah. things. Whereas like Mortal Kombat, as batshit crazy as it is, especially like in later versions of Mortal uh -huh. Kombat, it's always story focused more than, yeah. than it is. Same with um, what is the superhero one? Um, Marvel versus Capcom? No, no, or, no, no. The, 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 the one with Batman, Superman. Oh, Injustice. Injustice. That story, folk. That's heavily story because that's a whole. That's heavy. a whole comic book arc, right? Exactly. So, yeah. So it's like, and granted, those were also created by NetherRealm, which was the creators of Mortal Kombat. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> um, so like that makes sense. That story was the focus for those. But like Street Fighter for me has always been like, oh yeah, this is a game that you just play online, and if you want to practice, you play offline against yeah, the exactly. AI and stuff. Does that make, so like 
Yeah. I'm not not surprised by a poor story at all. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not surprised either. It's super fun because it's definitely it. When you look at fighting games, it definitely feels like a game that a lot of people enjoy competing in, and um, you know, kind of use it as like the bar to, you know, like you like we said earlier, like Evo and stuff like that. Same thing with Tekken. Most of the time, even though I know like the single player for like Tekken does have a little story, but it's more so I I never hear people talk about it. They more so just. It's the competition of it, you know, to be able to yeah. be like, I'm the best fighter. And, you know, so to speak, that's it's the same thing with like you were talking about with Injustice, where like I, I enjoy playing Injustice because the story is good and it's the comic book series. And so mm-hmm. same thing with that. Uh, I love still love Marvel versus Capcom, but I'll never play it just because of <laughs> like playing online is basically like essentially like Street Fighter. Just people are so good. And I'm just like, I don't want to be demoralized online. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be beat down by people, <laughs> by random people on the internet. Exactly. Uh, yeah. But I'm like, with everything though, like like we said earlier, or said earlier, I'm just incredibly happy that Street Fighter Six seems to be doing so damn well. I'm looking forward to seeing the pros do the oh, yeah. pro shit at oh, Evo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when, yeah. when, Evo, when, when Evo rolls around and Street Fighter Six is there and like the serious fighters are there and, you know... I'm looking forward to watching those matches because like Street Fighter uh, 6 has just such awesome like art style to it. Like, yeah, again, just watching streamers play it that I the last few days because I've been putting when I'm not streaming Diablo myself, I'm watching streamers play Street Fighter and then I'm playing Diablo off stream. <laughs> so that's been my <laughs> last like 24 hours, basically. It's either. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's like I'm enjoying watching people play because it is just a feast of the eyes, I guess, is the best way to say it, because it does look really freaking oh, cool. Oh, yeah. So. All, all the characters look so cool, man. They yeah. look just like all the details from the attire to uh, just how they look. Like, I think I was watching somebody play um, uh, as one of the new characters and then also like against Guile. And I'm like, Guile's hair yeah. looks so cool. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah. man, it, it, it makes me think of very like anime-ish, but like with real world... Um, Mo, uh, spots or something like that you know yeah, and um yeah. everyone in in the game looks so cool to me and i'm just like wow they all have their own like identity yeah so you know what else is also cool though what's it's that? really cool it's a really cool it's a really cool <laughs> game um it's not the one you think we know I'm, I'm, I'm actually skipping over the one that's oh? next and we're going over the system shock remake this is a game a classic game that came out i want to say the original came out in 2000 i want to say Okay. I might be wrong. Hold on. Let me look this up. Original release. <laughs> 1994. I was way off. Wow. <laughs> I was way off. Uh, 2004 there, uh, studio, or 2000 there, Studio Clo. Anyways, System Shock. God, man, I'm so stupid. System Shock <laughs> um, originally released in 1994. Um, okay. I feel like that's fucking wrong, though. Nope, it's right. It's right. <laughs> I, I man, I'm so lost and confused. Anyways, I've I I have System Shock, so I should have known this. I'm actually a uh, fan of System Shock, but I didn't play it until like I was like 13, 14 years old. But um, anyways, System Shock got a remake uh, from the original release in 1994. Then they got a they re-released it this past week on May 30th. Nice. Um, and I honestly forgot this game was coming out. I remember it being talked about years and years ago of people coming in. They're gonna remake it from the ground up, and then it turns out that based off reviews and responses to this wasn't quite that sort of it wasn't a resident evil 4 remake uh, version where they remade everything from the ground up it was more of a wonderful one for one upgrade of graphics and stuff because you know 1994 to, to 2023 of course oh yeah 1994 looks like garbage but you know, <laughs> for, at least by today's standards it looked yeah. great you know in 1994 but um system shock sits at a 96 or 96 76 <laughs> on open critic i was about to give it way too much high of a score there um so <laughs> man i'm all over the place i'm sorry just punch me in the face oh my um, god so system shock remake has a 76 on open critic over at Eurogamer, Khan Saren gave it a four out of five, saying Shodan, Shodan is what makes parts of this game truly special, even with some warts. Thankfully, the original originals and uh, impenetrable and impenetrable and <laughs> impenetrable. I can't read. Excel sheet <laughs> menus are gone. 
but Night Drive's Night Drive uh, Night Dive doesn't take the Capcom R Square Enix approach with this remake. They're actually pretty uncompromising in their mission to update the original. As a as a result, there aren't any wildly dynamic abilities or playful ways to move around the station, uh, a la Prey, uh, that some newbies might expect. But ultimately, the System Shock remake faithfully recreates a classic, retains most of its appeal, reframes everything with a horror tilt, and as a result, makes it more playable for everyone. And then Mm -hmm. over on Games Radar, Leon Hurley gave it a 3 out of 5, saying, The whole thing ends up being a mixed bag. I enjoyed some (laughs) elements of exploration and investigation, with the overall retro sci-fi feel of the space station having a great vibe. Although the almost child's toy uh, chunkiness of enemies lands less well but i feel conflicted by the fact that almost everything that lets it down stems from the original game copied exactly in failing scrutiny under a modern lens it leaves the feeling more like a remaster plus than a remake Mm. um so i don't know if you have any history of system shock or anything um what do you think are is this are you interested in checking this classic game sort of getting a a visual update with a some moderny modern slants yeah. to it but for the most part still one to one no i mean from it a looks, 19, game from 1994 <laughs> yeah um this is a, a game i'm i'm pretty unfamiliar with but just from mm-hmm. looking at some of the like the trailers for for that uh remake or remaster mm-hmm. um it uh definitely does look cool because I, I know i personally enjoyed the the retro sci-fi how like what people thought the future was going to be in the 80s and stuff like that yeah. um and so I do like that look. It is interesting because it, it's a first-person shooter type of game. Um, mm-hmm. And so it looks pretty cool to me. I'm, I'd be willing to check it out. What if I told you? What if I told you this is one of the games that inspired Bioshock? Really? Yep. This wow. is This is kind of... This is one of the first games of its type where it was... Um, you know how, like, in Bioshock, you can pick up, like, messages and listen to messages and stuff. This is one of the... Yeah first like first person shooter games that really did that where you could you it, environmental storytelling basically um wow. where you picked up like things to read and gives you insight to the world and stuff like that um system shock 2 especially uh system shock 2 is actually the one that i have on steam um so that's probably why i got it confused with uh <laughs> with that because i played system shock 2 i've never played system shock uh one actually so okay um, wow yeah system shock 2 came out in 1999 which is the one i oh. played gotcha that's cool though yeah that's really interesting yeah so but um bioshock is definitely one of those games that got influenced by system shock so Mm. um it's it's i think it'd be worth checking out just to oh yeah just to see like where sort of where uh you know where that whole idea of storytelling came from yeah definitely nice um yeah so um I'm interested in trying it out. Uh, yeah, so uh, just a quick thing here. Mm-hmm. Bioshock is considered a spiritual successor to the System Shock series. Many of the team members who worked on Bioshock had previously worked on System Shock. System ah. Shock 1 inspired parts of Bioshock's game design. Hmm. So there you go. That's <laughs> so, so cool. Yeah. Uh, just wanted, like, I, just a piece of interesting like history of video game history, especially if you're a fan of Bioshock to begin with but never oh, yeah. knew what System Shock was. I think this would be a cool thing to go back to, especially since this is more of a one-to-one recreation and can give you sort of an idea of like the level design and game design that Bioshock eventually also kind of morphed and turned it to its own. Um, this And that's the main reason why I put this in the doc, because I just think that's cool. Um, yeah, definitely. I'm probably going to pick this up at some point. Um, probably not at the price that it is right now on Steam, uh, <laughs> which is 40 bucks. I know that's wow. not a lot, but I kind of don't want to <laughs> buy Pay it, but, it for that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but when it goes on to like a Steam sale, I'll probably pick up System Shock because I am interested in seeing that because I, I do love System Shock 2. I was a huge fan of System Shock 2. So, yeah. System Shock 2, just, you know, I was 10 and I was nine years old when it came out and I probably played mm-hmm. it when I was like 11, 12 years old. So, because I remember uh, playing that in Deus Ex around the same time. Ah, so, yes. And Deus Ex is one of my favorite games of all time. So, <laughs> um, nice. So, yeah. Uh, but, I would definitely suggest, because I know you're a big fan of Bioshock, or oh, yeah. at least Bioshock 1, definitely check out System Shock if you ever want to get go see sort of 
where it all began. Not really, but yeah, you know. <laughs> exactly where a lot of inspiration was drawn from. Yeah. Nice. And you know what game is incredible and deserves higher. It deserves a <laughs> perfect 100. <laughs> and that is Diablo 4. Diablo 4 has opened That's... into early access this week. And I've been playing it. And I'll talk, I'll talk more about my experience with it. But before we get into it, let's talk about the reviews for Diablo 4. Diablo 4 is sitting at an 89 on Open Critic right now. Um, over on IGN, Travis Northup gave it a 9 out of 10, saying Diablo 4 is a stunning sequel with near-perfect in-game and progression design that makes it extremely excruciating to put down. I agree. The story I, that was that was me inserting my own thoughts. <laughs> the story is a pretty big disappointment, despite still being a noticeable improvement over Diablo three. And there are some annoying bugs that need squashing. But the combat, the loot game and both the sights and sounds of this world are impressive enough to smooth over those rough edges. Diablo four takes the strategy of refining things. The series already did so well, rather than giving giving it a more substantial overhaul and that careful and reverent path has shaped its this massive sequel into one of the most polished ARPGs ever created which makes slicing through the legions of the damned a hell of a good time and then on a not so positive note and I uh -oh. wanted to pull this because I do think this is something mm -hmm. folks need to keep in mind because this highlights what Diablo 4 is at its core okay uh, and this is coming from PC Gamer, and this is a, a win unscored right now. Uh, it's like a review in progress, uh, but based on what the review is saying, I kind of expected to get a low score. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways, uh, Tyler Culp over on PC Gamer says, so far, nothing has convinced me the end game is so brilliant that it's worth stripping it, everything out of the initial leveling process. The thin storytelling doesn't help either. Thankfully, you can skip it on subsequent characters. Diablo 4 is a live service game that puts an insulting amount of effort into trying to convince you it's not. It's backwards, trying to build up the most robust part of itself instead of starting with it. The moment entering a fresh dungeon feels more like a chore than a ride, um, than a ride is the moment Diablo loses me. And I've been warringly close to that, to that feeling in my time with it so far. Hmm. So... I wanted to, I included this more negative review of Diablo mm -hmm. or this little portion here to highlight that this is a live service game. Um, yeah. Meaning you're going to buy a game pass. There's a lot of stuff you're going to be doing. The idea is that like they're going to have seasons and you restart every season and go through the battle pass every season and stuff. Um, oh, you're yeah. not just going to stick with your one character forever or anything like that. Um, so that's a big thing that you need to know going into Diablo because if you're expecting just a, oh, I'm just going to go enjoy uh, a story and do some gameplay, you can do that, but that's not really where the game shines. The game, the game shines in its end game and the, the many possibilities and the desire to want to keep playing through multiple times with multiple characters and all that. So, um, Al, mm -hmm. where's your interest level at with Diablo? <laughs> I mean, it does seem cool. Um, I because I, I I told you before that um, with our friends Little Dove and Blitz, they they talked about that they are um, possibly going to start playing this as well. Because I know, of course, you are, and I know you love Diablo yeah. so much. Yeah. Um, I think this is a lot more exciting with the potential to play with everyone. This is one of those games, kind of like um, the way that uh, Dead by Daylight works. Where Dead by Daylight by myself doesn't sound as fun as it does mm -hmm. with friends when you have like you know it's four of you guys yep. against one killer it, that is so much fun to be able to communicate with each other and just have that um interaction and so um it does make it enticing to be like well if i buy it i'm gonna have fun with my friends so to speak because everyone's playing it together and we're having fun with it mm -hmm. um the only thing that prevents me from like just being like okay buy it is um the price tag and then also um the the idea of seasons because like i already have that of course this is nothing new with blizzard with overwatch they do seasons where you basically every single season mm -hmm. you climb through a battle pass and you do that and it's like a part of me is like well am i okay with doing it twice you know <laughs> and yeah. having to like go up the ranks over and over and it's just am i okay with knowing that there's no end for this because i mean this is what blizzard is kind of moving towards or, mm -hmm. or they already are and so i'm like uh but it does interest me to know that I'm like, well, if I do play it, 
then I'll know that you, our friends, will also be playing, and I'll be like, well, at least I have people there that I can play with, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, like, I, I'm all in on Diablo. Um, I, I was saying this before the game came out, and I can definitely uh-huh. say this now. Uh, unless a surprise indie comes out that blows me out of the water, or um, Starfield blows me out of the water, Diablo 4 is going to be my game of the year. Like, yeah. I'm just... I'm having such a good fucking time with it. It's just... I don't I don't know what it is about Diablo because uh, like I feel the same way about Diablo three uh, Diablo two for the most part and Diablo one for the most part. Um, they all like feed this itch for me where it's just like I love get, I love the loot grind in Diablo, which is weird mm. to say because I don't enjoy it in games like Borderlands or um, <laughs> are in like uh, what what's another game that has a lot of uh, it's a game that you said you're never going to play because it feels it does that destiny uh oh yeah (laughs) no it has that like loop where you're trying to get better gear constantly and just seeing those numbers go up i normally don't enjoy that either yeah for some reason i love it in diablo like it feels (laughs) so freaking good when you just when you have a build that's just demolishing everything um Uh, like it just feels so good like the 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 hacking and the slashing and the combat just feels so damn good in all of the uh, diablos and this is no exception. Like this feels incredible to play um, with a mouse and keyboard. I hear the the controller is also feels great to play. Nice. Um, like, I just this is everything I want out of Diablo game. Um, they they kind of rolled back. So in Diablo three, they had a fairly simple um, leveling system compared to Diablo two, mm-hmm. and so Diablo four kind of expanded on that to make it more of an in between two and two and three to give you more options to play with your build to play with how you want to morph your character in a direction uh like right now as a necromancer my main my main that i've been playing is a necromancer mm-hmm. and i'm doing a pet build i'm doing a minion build where i'm pretty much putting all my stats and trying to find all the gear that will make my minions stronger because mm. i can just sit back and watch and let them do all the work but i'm on the side of that you can do a blood build where you can um, basically suck the blood from other people and enhance your own health and stuff like that. Or you can do a bone build where you could um, use use the corpses and stuff around you to, you know, do damage. You can explode corpses and stuff like that. There's so uh. many like different ways you can play with your character within your builds and then not even and then like each class is very different from each other to begin with like even yeah. though necromancer and sorcerer you would think are fairly similar because they're both like mate magic based sorcerer is very different because it's more about elemental magic mm-hmm. like frost and fire and lightning and then the druid uh can transform into a werewolf or a bear or or can use elemental magic like electricity and frost and so there's like so many like different ways with each within each of these um these classes that you can do to like just take your character in different directions and that's one of the most exciting and fascinating things for me because like i feel i this is gonna be a game that i'm gonna play for a long long time like Ah, i already know it um like up until diablo 4 came out pretty much like Mm -hmm. as recent as last i want to say like november back in november Mm -hmm. i played diablo 3 um granted i was playing diablo 3 to get all of the trophies on playstation uh the playstation and yeah. I got all the trophies. And so I was like, I'm probably not going to play Diablo anymore until Diablo four. Cause I got all the trophies in Diablo three now, finally. Cause I've, there was my first time playing on PlayStation uh, Diablo. Cause I normally always played it on PC. Um, so yeah, um, I, this game is going to be a game that I'm going to play for a while, especially if the seasons are attractive enough, if there's like enough interesting things that they're doing each season. Um, I'm hoping I fully expect this mm-hmm. based on the past that they're going to have um, DLC slash expansion packs because Diablo yeah. 3 had expansion packs. Diablo 2 had expansion packs. Um, so I fully expect to see like story expansions and stuff like that. Hopefully, hopefully um, maybe it, maybe it comes in the form of updates and like little small story packs or something like that. But um, I hope to see them continue to expand because even though like the story is honestly not that great, yeah uh diablo always had awesome lore i love the lore of diablo i don't really know how to explain it beyond that but like the lore of diablo is just really freaking cool it just like the war between heaven and hell between uh the prime evils and the angels and stuff like there's just Uh. so much that i just love about diablo 
<laughs> so it's gotcha. like Diablo 4 is the most Diablo ass Diablo to ever Diablo. <laughs> uh, if that makes any sense. Probably. Yeah, doesn't. that makes sense. No, it makes sense. <laughs> so like I just I like every Diablo 4 is ticking off every single thing that I love about Diablo. Um I don't necessarily agree with what uh Tyler Culp is saying in PC with PC Gamer, but mm-hmm. I also understand it. Like, yeah, this is definitely a game that if the story isn't speaking to you, if the combat isn't speaking to you, if the end game isn't speaking to you, if you're not interested in this idea of a live service game where you're going to play different seasons, because like each season supposedly is going to be three months. So uh, next, well, when the official release comes is the start of the actual season. And then three months later, uh, it'll be a new season and all that. If like that doesn't appeal to you, then you probably won't get a lot out of Diablo. But for me, I, I this is going to be a game that I'm going to play for the rest of the year nice. and probably on. So nice. Sorry, I just rambled a lot. About my no, love no, no, of you're good. <laughs> no, th- I mean, that's good. It's it's good that you can have a game like that that um, appeals to you um, to to a certain extent. That's kind of like how Overwatch is to me that I just enjoy the gameplay loop of it. And, you know, I just have fun with it regardless of um, all the issues that they have. Um, yeah. And so just the competitive progress i like the same way that you like seeing that that grind i enjoy that in in overwatch just seeing my my stats go up and me like, oh i am getting better you know yeah. type of thing and so i definitely understand yeah and like for me diablo diablo 4 is a more open world game than it has yeah. been in the past um i showed you the map the map is freaking huge oh yeah it's even humongous. like the small i even in the areas that i've been to it's still I'm still like, I still, I'm like, like, but it looked probably like one fourth of the map, one fifth of the map or something. Something like like that. It's like a small portion of the map. And so I still have plenty to explore, plenty to experience. I still haven't beat the story yet. Um, I'm level 40 on my, on my necromancer level 41. And I'm just going through the dungeons, completing the dungeons. Uh, I'm getting side quests. I'm like, oh, this seems interesting. I'll do the side quest because why not? Um, uh-huh. I'm hunting down these statues of Lilith, the altars of Lilith, Lilith, uh, yeah, um, which give you permanent increases to your stats. So I've been hunting those down and stuff. So like, there's like so, just so much to do that mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just scratched the surface in these last two days. And even though I'm <laughs> level forty right now, which the the level cap is a hundred, um, so wow. I still I still have plenty to go. But like, I still feel like i'm only scratching the surface because like once i complete the story once i get to level 100 it does go into the end game and it does go into okay what exactly am i supposed to be doing now where yeah. where is this going to go for me so um i'm looking forward to getting to that um now it is a primarily it is a always online game too, which is something okay. new for Diablo. So you have to always have an internet connection. Um, there's no okay. there's no offline mode for you. But interestingly enough, um, they have couch co op. You can huh. do couch co op with this, which I think is fascinating. Which is I think kind of cool. Um, you can't do. Uh, let me double check to make sure I'm right. I think it's only for consoles. Uh, we'll have coach club mode with players. Yeah, it's only for the consoles, PS4, PS5, Xbox Series X and S, but not for PC. But gotcha. it, it has co- co- so like two of you can be on the, the screen Same together screen. and play. Yeah, so I think that's cool. It's not for it's not on the PC, but if you're playing on a console, that's an awesome way to yeah. play the game with a friend. Um, so uh, the way I've been playing it, mostly single player. Um, I mean, like I go onto the world and like I run into other players that are doing stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like very MMO in that way. Like when you're in like town, you'll see a bunch of people in town. Like when you're in the main city hub, there's always people running around and stuff. And then when you go outside the hub, you start seeing less and less people. Occasionally you'll come across somebody. Occasionally you'll you'll uh, help with like a world event where it's just like kill this uh, stand here and kill these people or whatever. And then like a group of you not even really you're not even grouped up with them but a group of you will come together to fight off this horde of monsters and stuff horde of demons and then go your separate ways which i think is cool mm. um dungeons are instants meaning it's only going to be you and your party so like if you if you and i played together we would go into the dungeon together but we would be the only two in there there wouldn't be any other players coming into the dungeon so it still would be a 
solitary experience if you're playing by yourself, which is how I'm playing it mostly. So, um, yeah, uh, which, again, is very different from Diablo because Diablo, Diablo 3, Diablo 2, Diablo 1, all you can play it single player offline, never have to interact with another human being ever if you don't want to. <laughs> so uh, there's also PVP in Diablo 4 um, and, and set zones. Um, okay. I can't remember the names of the zone. Uh, the call because it fields of hatred is what it's called. <laughs> they're so their <laughs> PVP area, and you can just go there and like you know fight other people and stuff like that. Um, just interesting stuff. Again, they have so much you can do, and the fields of hatred is are areas that you may not even ever go into. You know, uh, you may never okay. you may never once look at it. <laughs> so, yeah, nice. Um, that is it for the Diablo Four review stuff. Do you have any questions? Or are you good, Al? Does it? Have I no, scared uh, you away permanently? No, no. I mean, um, I definitely understand. Like I said, I think for me, it just, it depends if if I'm able to, maybe I'll get interested in it one day enough to start playing it. It's just, um, I know for me, sometimes I'm like, could I handle playing balancing between, which I mean, I mean, I feel like I could because I mean, literally today, I told you at the beginning of the podcast, I've been playing like six different games. Yeah. And so, um, it just depends if I'm going to want to invest into that whole battle pass system. Um and wanting to like continue to do it or am i okay with you know paying the money for the game and then just if there's a season or like a, a couple of days i'm like i don't want to play this you know yeah. um but it is interesting and like you were saying earlier the lore does seem very cool um with it because there's a couple of things like that in entertainment that i'm just like regardless of how uh the finished product is the lore behind it is so cool and interesting and so yeah. um that's one thing that i do enjoy yeah, and then um and I also want to just point this out in of course Blizzard fashion, cinematics are incredible. Of <laughs> like the story cinematics, like the trailer, like you'll get moments where the cinematics get can like the the first cinematic that you get, which is like uh Lilith being reborn, just yeah. incredible. The church scene, incredible. Uh there's just so many incredible like just cinematics throughout the peppered throughout the game that are just like just make this movie come on <laughs> that's, how, that's how i felt with everything like with overwatch when they were getting yeah. geared to release overwatch and then oh yeah you know within the first year after releasing overwatch just like just make a fucking show already damn it's like, exactly so it looks so damn good um, so <laughs> but yeah um nice. moving on to one final review one final review what could be review what could what more could be coming out this week well we're going into something that's not video game related i just wanted to talk about it because i'm incredibly excited about it across the spider-verse currently has a 95 on rotten tomatoes wow are you excited about across the spider-verse definitely i was actually talking to my partner about this about going to see uh across the spider-verse and uh i'm excited for it because i like the idea it of course with everything um marvel and everything like that they love messing with the alternate uh dimensions and uh, yeah. just the different realities and so it's cool because um spider-man is definitely one that i'm very familiar with growing up and mm-hmm. i always thought uh all the different spider-men were really cool just like mm-hmm. um in in the movie you have um miguel o'hara i want to say his last name is yeah um, who's spider-man 2099 mm-hmm. such a cool looking spider-man and then um because they've done something Similar to this in video game fashion with um, what's that Spider-Man game where it was uh, the three different time periods of Spider-Man? Uh, the um, Spider-Man. It, I forgot what it's called, but you had Spider-Man Noir, Spider-Man yeah. 2099, and then the Scarlet Spider, I think. Ben Riley, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, Shadow Dimensions is the game you're Shadow thinking Dim- Shadow Dimensions, Sh- yeah. Shadow Dimensions. And so... But- I, I love that concept, it, and this is like taking that, but to mm, the extreme, extreme with all the different realities. It's so cool. You have like T-Rex Spider-Man, you have Spider-Cat, you have all yeah. these different things, and uh, I'm interested to go see this movie because it looks like it's a blast. Oh, yeah. I, I am too. Um, I mean, I'm not going to see it in theaters because I don't go to theaters, um, <laughs> but I love I loved Into the Spider-Verse, the first oh, yeah. movie. Um, so, yeah, I'm incredibly excited. I've I confess I've already spoiled it for me. I listen to a spoil cast on everything that happens, but Ooh. I do that. With, I do that with everything to begin with. Of course, with. yeah. Because uh, I'm just, I just, I don't, I don't care. Is <laughs> my thing. Like <laughs> spoilers don't do anything because it's not going to like ruin the quality of a video exactly. game or a movie for me. Maybe a book, but I, mm. if I, but if I'm really interested in reading a book, I probably will avoid spoilers for that. But, but if it's for a movie or a video game, 
it's not going to ruin the experience for me because I think there's so many other elements to it that make it special. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So yeah, um, and like the animation for Into the Spider Verse, Across the Spider Verse, just looks so damn amazing. Like just oh, yeah. like it's so it looks so good. Um, now I will say this: um, I've been seeing a lot of like Twitter talk and like just like this something that's also mentioned in reviews as well is apparently the audio mixing is god awful really uh, yeah so i'm interested in hearing what you think when you go see it okay um, yeah but yeah apparently it's awful like in theaters and stuff so ah. yeah oh, that's what i've I... been reading and seeing and hearing okay. people say is like the audio mixing for some reason is just bad and across the spider-verse everything else okay. is great story the animation huh. everything looks great but the audio, audio mixing sucks. is something <laughs> so, like and it's not a, it's not a like a single theater thing either it's like apparently yeah. having multiple from, wow you know yeah so are you gonna are you gonna go see it in like imax or are you dolby or are you just gonna see it in a regular theater probably just regular um i mean maybe dolby but uh the, or imax would be really cool but i think maybe if we don't see it in that we'll probably just see it standard yeah okay yeah imax is way more expensive too isn't it like tickets for oh it? yeah so, yeah way I, more. I haven't been to a movie theater in years at this point so, <laughs> i don't know how this stuff works um but yeah so the last review not video game related but maybe video game related maybe 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 we get a maybe, spider-man maybe there's a spider-man from a little spider-man game called spider-man 2 <laughs> wow <laughs> that was yeah. a really weird <laughs> way to phrase this <laughs> that's a real uh, weird way to phrase that but maybe maybe we get uh the peter parker from the marvel video games you know who knows uh, i don't know interesting i actually don't know so this is not me spoiling anything <laughs> i actually don't know i don't think that came up in anything i read maybe it did though and i just you know forgot yeah. i don't know <laughs> Anyways, let's move on to some more fun topics um i'm going to skip this topic because i want i want to end on a happy note <laughs> okay all right <laughs> i don't know this one the, the the we're gonna go to the meta quest 3 was announced um <laughs> Like, I don't know why I'm like, this is a Debbie Downer or anything. The MetaQuest 3 was announced. It's releasing this year. It's going to be $500. Well, it's $499.99. And it's going to be, there's going to be more info on September 27th in the Meta Connect. Um, are you interested at all, L in MetaQuest 3 from Meta? Um, well, I guess I'd be curious to know, like, um, what, what are the, the upgrades that they're getting? Is there anything new? Are the specs better than the previous two? Um, yeah. I'm assuming. And then also, um, this makes me think of how much was the, the PlayStation VR? Uh, the PlayStation VR is $550.99. Wow, okay. So, yeah, so, uh, $549.99. So. So, like, so like 50 bucks, uh, a little bit more expensive. And this yeah. is just a little bit cheaper. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting. It's not something that I'm looking into um, just because VR hasn't really pulled me in yet with any of the games yeah. or anything like that i mean it's it's like a cool i don't want to say like gimmick but it's like a cool cool piece of technology yeah um that you can kind of do really cool things in but um for me it hasn't warranted its price yet like yeah. uh at least that's how i feel yeah uh so to give you an idea of what um is coming i'm gonna just that they have a nice little summary at the top of the article that I shared in the article uh, in mm -hmm. the, the doc. But MetaQuest 3 features higher resolution, stronger performance, breakthrough meta reality technology, whatever the hell that means, and a slimmer, more comfortable headset. Um, so kind of expanding on this, uh, on Quest 3, our best in-class meta reality technology technology lets you seamlessly blend your physical world with the virtual one these new experiences go beyond today's mixed reality by intelligently understanding and responding to objects in your physical space and allowing you to navigate that space in natural intuitive ways that were nearly impossible before high fidelity color pass through innovation uh, innovate machine learning and spatial understanding let you interact with virtual content and the physical world simultaneously creating a limitless possibility limitless possibilities to explore um and then redesigned for comfort plus control with a 40 percent slimmer optic profile compared to quest 2 quest 3 is a sleeker more comfortable headset we also completely redesigned we also completely redesigned quest 3's touch plus controllers with a more streamlined and uh aero uh i can't pronounce this word ergonomic ergonomic thank you form factor <laughs> <laughs> words are hard so uh yeah so there's some little insight it doesn't it's all like 
speak it's all like uh pr speak rather than like specific yeah. like data you know yeah. like I, I think that's more what you're interested in not the pr yeah. speak but it's you know buzzwords <laughs> very true um, yeah uh, i i still think i'm not as interested just because like i said i think we still have a little bit of ways to go for it to um yeah, I'm, I still enjoy and get enough enjoyment out of being able to play um, a game on a monitor uh, versus mm-hmm. putting on these goggles and then also trying to deal with me. I know for me, the, the issue with glasses and stuff like that. And then how long can you play with those on and so to speak? And so yeah. or maybe I'm just old and these new kids are like, we love it. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm all for VR. I'm a big supporter of VR. Um, I love my PlayStation VR. Yeah. I haven't got a PlayStation VR 2 yet. Maybe I will, but maybe I maybe I'll get the MetaQuest 3 instead because uh-huh. like the thing that appeals to me more about MetaQuest to begin uh-huh. with like MetaQuest 2, MetaQuest 3 is that it's wireless. So you oh, don't yeah. have, you don't have to be wired like the PSVR 2, PSVR 1, you have to be connected to the system. Mm. Um and so like the the freedom appeals to me more than just what is yeah, what PSVR 2 has to offer. Um now like I'm interested in seeing like what co- sort of lineup MetaQuest 3 like would have like video yeah. game wise uh, like Meta the company Meta treats MetaQuest like it's more than just video games though so I'm interested yeah, in seeing like exactly. what they're going to really do with that how they're going to push that um so yeah I'm just interested in seeing like where what how they're going to push MetaQuest 3 when it releases um just another interesting thing to your too uh, starting on June 4th, uh, they're lowering the price of Quest 2 to three hundred uh, to two ninety nine ninety nine US dollars for the 128 GPU, uh, GP um, gigabytes CSQ. Uh, God dang it, words are hard. You know what I'm trying to say? I hope yeah. everybody understands. Um, yeah. And they say to help even more people access the magic of VR. So um, if you want to invest in a, a MetaQuest 2 and don't, if you don't necessarily have the money to invest in the MetaQuest 3, but maybe you have 300 to spare for the MetaQuest 2, so it may be a good option to go into the VR space. So Maybe. Um, but yeah, I'm interested in seeing more of the VR space, what they're going to do with it, how it's going to mm-hmm. change and adapt. Because I do think like right now, the VR space doesn't really have, aside from maybe Half-Life Alex, there hasn't been a big like must-play video game in the vr space where it's like you need to experience this you need to play this exactly i think half-life alex is the only one so definitely and that one's not even connected to the meta that one is (laughs) the vive right or whatever yeah yeah. so i don't know if you can play it on the on the on the meta quest 2 or whatever maybe you can but Hmm. like yeah um but there has like i'm just waiting to see what is that must experience thing connected with vr whether and any of the vr space whether it's the vive whether it's the meta quest whether it's psvr 2 i just haven't seen that and as, as somebody who's played the psvr and loved it i'm just i just yeah if you don't have the money to spare it's not worth getting in my opinion it's yeah, not worth exactly. bending over backwards to try to get it um yeah so uh, with that said, let's go on to happier news again i don't know why that's <laughs> the, why i'm trying to frame that as if it's depressing but happier news um stats for star wars jedi survivor got released by ea star wars it's a whole long Twitter thread and i love it i love when game companies do this sort of thing they just kind of it's just fun it's just like a way to like hey look at what how people are playing the game um yeah. so i want to go dive into a couple of these okay um so the first one is gameplay stats the most popular stance and jedi survivor is the single stance with 31 percent of players using that in some way Interesting. Um, coming up second is the dual wield, which is at 29%, uh, which is you have two sabers in your hand. Um, and then double bladed, which is the Darth Maul saber at 25%. Oh. A blaster lightsaber combo. So one hand you have a blaster and the other hand you have a lightsaber. <laughs> it's weird. It's I actually yeah. don't like it at all. Um, at 8%. And then you have a cross guard, which is like a claymore, basically like a sword. Oh, you know what I'm gotcha. talking about. Yeah, um, yeah. At 7%. So I think this is, again, this is interesting to me because um, I'm a dual wielder and a cross guard. I have a, I usually wow. run a dual wield and cross guard uh, thing because you can only, so the way Jedi Survivor works is that you can only pick two stances that you can switch okay. switch between. And then like when you go to meditate, you can like swap things out and stuff. So if like, uh, okay. you realize, if you're not enjoying like using the cross guard, you can switch over to like double blade or something like that. And each stance has their own like purposes. Um 
like uh, situations in combat to reasons why you would use one one form over another. Um, yeah. But like I'm dual, I dual wield and I cross guard. Cross guard has an awesome animation of drop kicking that I think is just hilarious. <laughs> um, you literally, you, it's, a, it's your heavy attack. You like hold down. I want to say Y or maybe it's X um, on the, or square on the PlayStation controller. Um, but either way, he'll like he'll start running and then you he drop kicks. It's great. And I've had characters uh. just like flop dead with like the drop kick. It's fantastic. I love it. Um, <laughs> the uh, most popular hair and beard styles in the game is the crew cut and short beard. Hmm. Uh, this is heartbreaking for me. Really? <laughs> this is heartbreaking for me. And I wish I could like if I had planned this better, I would have hooked my PlayStation up and I would have shown you what my Calcastus looks like. Okay. <laughs> he has a mullet. He has a mullet. And he has a handlebar handlebar mustache. That's <laughs> hilarious. My, my hair and beard combo. Uh, but ah. apparently, people like the crew cut and short beard. Fine, whatever. Don't be fun. Don't go for the mullet. That's fine. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, the next stats over is the most popular lightsaber color is white. Huh? You can just get a white lightsaber. That's also the color I use. So, mm, Alistair, stop it. I'm trying to talk about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid dog. He doesn't That's understand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah the lightsaber colors there's a variety of different colors you have white purple uh black red blue green pink i think the pink is called magenta um but yeah there's like i believe there's like eight or nine different colors you can use uh but yeah i use white whites just looks the coolest um interesting I, I do switch white and uh pink and white between white and magenta every now and then though like okay. sometimes i just want to add a little bit more color you know um, so yeah. I think that's that's fun. Uh, then a percent of breakdowns for players game difficulty. And I think this is the most interesting one. Um, yeah. So story mode is the easy peasy mode gets you through the mm -hmm. game quickly. 14.5% uh, of players used story mode. And then Jedi Padawan, which is the in between, which is 15% mm -hmm. of players. And then Jedi Knight is the default mode. It's the yeah. normal. And 52.5% of players did wow. that. Jedi Master, which would be hard, is 14%. And then Grand Jedi Master, which is like super hard, 4%. Yeah. So I think wow. this is just interesting that like the majority of players just went with the default one. They didn't change anything. Or yeah. they went with the default one are easier. So exactly. And that's just fascinating. A small percentage of people wanted that super hard challenge. And um, oh, yeah. And for the most part, like it's not as sophisticated as like a Souls-like game, but jedi jedi fallen order jedi survivor they're they're like souls like light basically it's like ah, okay they're not quite as complex or as um difficult as like a souls like as an elden ring or something like that so that's worth keeping in gotcha. mind too uh, i think nice. jedi knight is like the perfect spot for a lot of people um i know i i for the most part played uh jedi knight i played it on jedi knight until I got to a boss and I was like, you know what? I'm struggling against this boss. I'm going to go to story mode so I can just get past this. I, I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember who it was against, but um, I can't remember. I, I think it was like a bounty hunter, actually. Uh, okay. Because Calcastus gets, uh, gets these things where you can bounty hunts. And yeah, anyways, I was struggling against something. And so I lowered it to story mode because I wanted to just, I was like, I'm struggling with this. I just want to enjoy the story. Screw this. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then the most interesting thing here. Mm -hmm. Rick the Door Technician. He is one of the bosses in the game. Yes, his name is Rick the Door Technician. He's a boss <laughs> in the game. He has killed 489 people. <laughs> 489 players. He is the easiest boss in the game. You can kill him with one hit. Really? Even on Jedi Knight. I don't know about Grandmaster. Maybe, maybe he's maybe the four maybe the four percent of players is is this four hundred eighty nine people. I so don't know. funny, but I don't think that's right. Though, but maybe. Uh, but yeah, he's like you can kill him with one hit, basically, and <laughs> just an interesting stat. Rick the door tech. I liked how they highlighted Rick the door technician because again, yeah, he's, he's like I don't even I like I remember getting to him and I was just like, why is this character considered a boss? What? <laughs> and he just slice him like, one two. Because like anybody with like a name is like a boss or a um, mini boss. And so it's gotcha. just like so weird. So weird. That's so funny. <laughs> and so, yeah. Um, what is any anything else? Nope, 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 nope. Um, nope, 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 nope. Okay. This is the this is the this is the most important stat. 
This is on the last slide of their uh, stats. Percent of players who love Turgle. 100%. <laughs> Woo, Turgle love! We all love Turgle! Do you remember me showing you Turgle? The, yeah, the I remember you showing me. Yeah, the yeah, frog everybody, everybody loves Turgle. Of course they do. Turgle's the best. So, That's so anyways, funny. Uh, I just wanted to run through these stats because I just think it's fun. Like seeing stats oh, yeah. like this, I will, I will, I kind of wish like, especially like for single player games like this, I kind of want to see more companies do this where it's just like, this is how people are playing the game. This is like some just random stats. And of course, show us the love of Turgle because everybody loves Turgle. So, That's so funny. Um, does are you did you uh, did you ever have interest in playing Jedi Survivor at all? Or? Oh yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Because I I like Star Wars a lot. Star Wars is super cool. I never yeah. played uh, Fallen Order, and mm -hmm. so um, oh, yeah, you I, I would want to play go, it first. So exactly, play that before I get to this one. So, but yeah. it it is super cool to me. This is like yeah. one of those properties that to me definitely has an amazing lore, or I just think it's super cool. Just the idea of. Um, you've told me a bunch of lore about uh, the 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 books and stuff like that. I'm like, wow, yeah. this is so cool. It's so deep and so. Oh yeah, there's so much to it. Like especially if you like go into the old uh, expanded universe stuff. But yeah, it's called Legends now. Um, they just they I I I've been a fan of Star Wars since I was a, a lad. <laughs> you know, I was like oh, yeah. five six years old when I first watched Star Wars, and I've loved Star Wars ever since. So, um, That's but yeah, so these cool. these gameplay stats they're cool. Um. Are there are there any games that you can think of that you would love to see stats like this for? Like a, a um, single player game that you played? <laughs> I think uh would be cool, which they might have done. Um the ones that come off right off the bat of for me are like Red Dead Redemption mm -hmm. 2. Um like seeing the stats of like how many people caught all the legendary animals or how many uh people one one thing that was cool that I used to see on TikTok a lot would be people doing the the side missions. Yeah. And the cool stories behind the side missions, because there was so much detail in them. Mm -hmm. Like there's a side mission potentially of a time traveler. There's a, a, a side mission of an alien, possibly like a, oh, yeah. a UFO. I, 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 that's one of the few things I did and uh, that I got in. Um, it's like in so cool. Redemption. And so yeah. it'd be cool to like to see stats like that or like um, even something as simple as like throughout the whole game, how many uh, shots were fired and versus like how accurate they were. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. Um, I'm trying to think if I can think of any other games uh, where I think it'd be cool. Uh, nothing's coming to mind right now, but mm -hmm. I, that that one popped in my head. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm I would go for pretty much anything. Like the my immediate thought was like um, I would love to see like a stat breakdown. I doubt we could ever see it because, mm -hmm. but like a stat breakdown of like Slay the Spire. Oh, just seeing like yeah, what man. kind of builds people have and stuff like that. Not just <laughs> yeah. going off of like what people say in the forums or anything, but like just like yeah. the back end data that I that like the devs would get oh, and stuff. Man, that sort yeah. of thing. Like I could because I would I would be fascinated by something, but but that's also because I'm a nerd and I love yeah. Slay the Spire. <laughs> something Definitely like that would be no. cool to see. Yeah, um, I know because I'm subscribed to the the subreddit for Slay the Spire, and it's interesting yeah. seeing people of like um just the advice or like um the how they get to certain places like with yeah. the dick builds and stuff that they do and i'm just like whoa it's like it's so interesting to me yeah and one final stat for star wars before we sign off i okay. should have ended with turkle turkle the 100 <laughs> but the uh enemies defeated the most common one was the uh was the battle droids from from star wars oh yeah do you know what i'm talking about the little roger roger guys yeah, roger roger yeah. yeah, two billion, oh, almost three billion defeated. Wow, almost, yeah, almost three billion. It's at two, two, uh, two trillion eight. I don't know how to. I don't know how to read numbers. That's two billion, <laughs> isn't it? Two billion eight hundred fifty-five million five hundred eighty-six thousand yeah, yeah. nine hundred forty-two. So almost, 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 uh, <laughs> almost three, almost three billion. Holy so. crap! Or yeah, I said trillion. Sorry, I meant three billion. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know how to count. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's a so lot fun. of battle droids defeated it's a lot of yeah. battle droids defeated and then about 9 million players got defeated by a rancor that's so funny I'm one of those 9 million people that got defeated by the rancor the first time I, I first time I ran into the rancor I was like oh fuck and then got like just killed it you. was like one it was like one or two hits pretty much it was like swipe me and then grabbed him and just like iron it was great oh my great animation. it's <laughs> so funny yeah wow so I was one of those because I wasn't ready I was just like oh shit and then I was like, okay, I got this. Um, uh, but yeah, I I love Turgle. Everybody loves Turgle. Praise be to Turgle. Hell, wind us down. <laughs>
Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Respawn Please podcast. Um, I know this is Saturday, but usually the podcast is live streamed every Friday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern here on the YouTube. Um, just look up Respawn Please uh, podcast on YouTube. Make sure you like, subscribe, hit the bell icon to be notified of future episodes or just anything that comes out for us. Um, also, tune in every Wednesday because that's when we usually do live gameplays. Same time, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, the uh, edited version of the podcast usually comes out on the YouTube at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, as well as the audio version comes out uh, via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google uh, Google Podcasts uh, at the same time at 9 a.m. And um, be sure to check out our other podcast, uh, Review Please Anime Edition, where we review animes monthly. Um, I know we just started June, but we have another one that we're studying not setting, but watching to review at the end of the month. I mean, setting um, sounds right too. Very true. Very true. <laughs> um, and uh, yes. And then I know we still have to get a uh, relax respawn because that needs to come out. I'm working on it. And uh, <laughs> that'll, <laughs> that's supposed to come out earlier this week. Um, but did the audio version uh, come out or no, still working on it. Cause okay, a bunch of okay, other okay. stuff happened. Did, yeah. <laughs> no worries. I, I didn't know if the audio version had come out or not. Oh <laughs> so yeah. And I just so, saw the video one that was, yeah. And so that'll um, be coming out soon. And then make sure to follow us on social media uh, for Instagram and TikTok. It's at Respawn Please Podcast. And uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Thank you all so much. Have a wonderful evening. Go play Diablo. Go play Street Fighter. Maybe play <laughs> System Shock. I don't know. Uh, or keep playing Zelda. I'm sure a lot of people are still playing Zelda. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Definitely. Anyways, see y'all Bye. later.